0: what's up party people happy monday it is a damn good day to have it done hi Good day. And I've noticed more and more with a lot of the people that I love, my friends and family, are going through a lot of transitions in their life, whether that be through work, whether that be from actually physically relocating. I mean, COVID has been one of these things that you don't really know how to prepare for, so it's causing a lot of curveballs to come at you. One of those is employment and work type of situations. In this quick tip, I just wanna share a couple of things that you can do today to put yourself in a better position to be in a better position in a few months. And i want to start with the first thing and it's very humbling and it starts with actually reaching out and asking for help. This is one of the hardest things to do, especially like for a family member to talk to another family member. Reach out to your cousins, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts and ask them, hey, Who do you know that is potentially looking for work? Or what are you seeing that's an emerging and exciting industry? It's so hard for us sometimes to kind of get past our ego and just straight up say to someone, hey look, I need help. Like, do you have any recommendations? Because the reality is, is once you get that, you get back on your feet and you get put in a position where you can crush it, like you're using your skill set, and you're feeling good, all of a sudden you start looking good, you start hitting the gym, your whole life changes because you're just got the puzzle back in the piece. And a lot of the times, it's just you asking for help. Reach out to your network. Like if you're an introvert, tell yourself you're not and reach out to your network and ask people what are they doing to get themselves into a better position, what opportunities exist. And then the next thing is once you find the opportunity, get creative with your outreach. Okay, think about it. Every single day, everyone wants the cookie and everybody's going up and they're going and trying to buy that cookie. You got to think of a different way to get the cookie. All right. All right, we got to come in before the you know business starts. We got to break in and get that cookie. If you can't get the cookie, think about different methods of trying to put yourself in a position to get in front of a key decision maker. So in terms of outreach, LinkedIn is a very popular tool. What I recommend doing is go on to Twitter, go on to LinkedIn, find the company that you want to reach out to or find the person you're trying to reach out to. Look at what they recently posted. See if you can take a quote, take that quote and say, hey, Mr. AWS, I loved what you said in that recent article what are your thoughts on this get a conversation going show that you're invested or said hey I love what you said about here would you have time to hop on a quick call and go deeper into this try to provide some sort of value to that person because it's not just gonna happen it's not just gonna sit there and you're gonna get this perfect email and everything go out and get it right I love the podcast world because you send out those dms you meet some people and you reel in some new opportunities every new connection is a new opportunity so I challenge you on this Monday in this COVID world to reach out to your friends and family, learn about new opportunities, and let's make moves, people. There's people a lot less smart and a lot less exciting than you are making moves and doing this. So with that said, today we have an incredible guest. I'm so excited to introduce Alex Fasulo. This is actually her second appearance on the Len Jones Party of Two podcast, and she's amazing. I mean, she's a freelancer, and what a freelancer is is meaning, you know, she works for herself and she leverages a platform called Fiverr. Another popular platform is Upwork, but the idea of Fiverr is for just $5, you can do a gig for somebody. But once you earn your stripes, you can actually do way more than that. So she has been killing it. We last had her on the podcast two years ago, like a year and a half ago, and she was making three. 300k a year freelancing on fiverr how many of you guys would be down with that i'm into it tell me how you do it we did on this podcast She has grossed over a million dollars in sales on Fiverr today, which is incredible. And she's just such a breath of fresh air. On this episode, we talk about how to survive COVID as a freelancer and how COVID has impacted the freelancer market, how to survive as just working for yourself in general, building out a marketplace for freelancers. Like, how can I not only become a freelancer, but how can I get the other pieces of the puzzle, Maybe the SEO guy or the website guy to create the dream team that puts you in a position to get more leads, more referrals, and all that, and then obviously things she wished she knew when she got started. As always, you can watch this podcast with Alex and I on YouTube, and without further ado, episode 105 with Alex Basulo. Let's jump into it. We're live. Alex Fasulo. What up? How are you? Happy Thursday. It's a damn good day.
1: It's a damn good day to have a damn good day.
0: As always, you're sporting the most just Khaleesi looking hair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. It was kissed by fire when I was young. So you've
0: always been somebody that loves to stand out. You love fashion. You love just looking good. I mean, if you go to your Instagram, you're all about it. And one thing I've loved about like your fashion sense you love the nature feel right like fall I feel like is you you are an (laughs) extension of fall
1: yeah I'm actually autumn and living breathing uh, flesh
0: (laughs) hey complete side note I remember I think someone in your family they started that like camp trailer type business
1: yeah my mom actually my mom and I started it together two years ago now campfire trailers and it's honestly doing better than ever because it's um you know, businesses on wheels, which because of COVID has become like a very, you know, lucrative thing. So we're kind of cracking up because we're like, wow, if we had only known two years ago, what was going to happen with it, but it's good.
0: Interesting. And like, I just saw recently some huge investor invested like $550 million into mobile homes because with all of the, you know, fires and destruction happening in the world, especially on the West Coast. There seems to be a big trend of people that are going to become more nomadic and moving because we live in this new normal where you wake up in the morning. And did you see those pictures of San Francisco when it's just blackout, just terrifyingly I'm, scary
1: <laughs> it must be so bad there that here in new york we're having like unseasonably cold weathers you can see the smoke in the sky there's like a haze in front of the sun and i hate the cold so i'm literally like whoever start these fires i need to go find them and kill them because i'm freezing to death in new york state right now
0: <laughs> wild how the entire world like all corners of the u.s are just experiencing these these climate change impacts it's crazy new york's colder than ever it's like denver i was talking to someone in denver it went from bright beautiful and gorgeous to like 12 degrees and snowing in like six hours. You know, it's crazy. Yeah,
1: I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm bummed. I'm bummed. There's like a haze in the atmosphere right now. It's blocking sunlight. I'm like, come on, man, those aren't our fires. What's going on here?
0: But it's also interesting with COVID because there's been this massive shift to everybody realizing, like, wow, okay, well, maybe employees and people in general can be much more effective working from home a few days a week, if not all days a week. You know, like my uh, my my role at SafeGraph is completely remote, everything's remote, you know, network marketing's remote, your freelancing business is built on the remote lifestyle. Has that been kind of like a weird blessing in disguise for everything that you're about ever since COVID hit?
1: Oh, I definitely think I had like a head start with the new normal. Yeah, because I've been living it for the last five years. So I know, for a lot of people, I was like watching my roommate and stuff really struggle with it at first going from like, relying on an office setting and having coworkers that you can talk to and ask questions. to so just kind of being all on your own. So I, I feel like I, I kind of stepped almost into this, like, I wouldn't call it like a mentor role, because sometimes that might sound like, you know, I, I feel like I just stepped into this, like, where I found myself helping a lot of people suddenly um, on TikTok, through Instagram, whatever, of these people going like, hey, you've been doing this for five years, like, help, help me, you know, like, what's going on? And yeah, it's been kind of a crazy year for me because it's been like a horrible year, obviously. But then for what I do, it's been a really good year professionally. So it's been a a funny mix of, I don't know how to feel about it.
0: (laughs) Well, you're kind of connected with the Fiverr corporate staff, right? The last time we spoke, you were put on this basically funded by Fiverr on their commercials. Like you were the poster child. (laughs) Fazwaldo, shout out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fazwaldo.
0: Of, of people that have really taken this freelancing thing by storm and made an epic life out of it do you feel like, have you seen any changes with those platforms or how they've responded to this whole thing?
1: Fiverr is definitely cap, like trying to capitalize from it in the sense that they're launching so many new services every week. They launched Fiverr Learn, which is their like online learning portal. they improved their affiliate program. They're definitely like expanding to become all encompassing. It used to just be digital stuff. And now people can do music lessons on there. They can, you know, do podcast jingles, whatever. So they are definitely, I'm watching them like just do this, you know, sometimes it's interesting though. you don't want to do this too far at the same time to kind of lose your brand. Um, but I, I don't think it would do that for them. So th- I mean, they've definitely been doing quite well, I'm sure of it, because my business has been doing well on there and they, they get a cut of that. So um, I'm sure they're doing good.
0: <laughs> it's interesting too, because I Like, you know how, like you get ranked, right? So you start off and you don't have a big rank. You're typically doing stuff for pretty cheap just to kind of get some swag and get some skin in the game and get some reviews going. But then if you get to your level, you become a top rated seller. And then all of a sudden those people get pushed to the front of the line. Is it been a bit easier to kind of climb those ranks during this time than in the past?
1: That'd be hard to say because I've already, I'm at like the top of them, so I haven't really noticed it or not. I would say from my TikTok, I have a lot of people write into me every day on my videos and like tell me about their Fiverr journey. And I've had a ton of people write crazy stuff to me like, hey, signed up last week, already made $600. <laughs> I'm like, okay. like it, it appears that there's plenty of room on there and there's a lot of money flowing at all levels um, from the feedback that I've gotten from people. So I people are always like, oh, do you think it's too saturated on there? Is there room for me? And I'm like, you know what? There absolutely is because the feedback I'm getting is that More and more people are coming to the platform, right? Because they're taking their businesses online now. So they need freelancers to fulfill, um, you know, the different things for them that they didn't know how to do. A lot of these people are new to the world of online, these poor like restaurants and everything that have had to just like reinvent themselves.
0: In the reinventing space, the big hot topic today is TikTok. You know, the whole potential buy, it seems like Oracle is the front runner. We'll see if everything goes through after the due diligence, if that happens is really interesting that Oracle yeah, I know. You know, is doing it. What what a wild, like red flag. Um, but in general, how have you seen TikTok influence being able to generate leads for your business? And most people see TikTok as this platform of just pure goofy eleven to fourteen year olds just being you know crazy. But you're using it as a marketing platform. Can you expand on that?
1: Yeah, so I joined it I think it was in February and then I really started to obsess over it cuz I was like in my mom's basement for 3 months basically while like everyone was afraid the world was going to end. So I was like all right, let me check out this app that again, yeah, supposedly for 11-year-olds dancing around in their living room. Like let's see if that's actually what it is. And of course, like everything that's not all that it is like at all. And the people who are getting on it now to position themselves as an expert in their industry are like massively capitalizing from it. Like all of the press I've gotten this year, everything good that has happened to me professionally this year has come from TikTok. I kid you not. So I like pump it up to every person that I meet. I think it's amazing. I absolutely love the app. Something like I think 42% of the app users are under the age of 18, which means the majority of people are actually over the age of 18 on there. Um, I think it got a bad rep and, you know, I, I think, I think that will change in the coming Um, months and years i mean hopefully if it doesn't get banned in the u.s because i know they're still kind of like having issues um settling on yeah who's gonna buy it or if if they're bite dance wherever they're called is even going to hand it over so I really hope they do because I'll be very sad if they don't but to answer your first initial question here um yeah it it gets to me I would say a couple orders per week on fiverr whereas no other social media site has ever done that for me like instagram facebook I've never relied on my social media for leads and all the time people on on fiverr like hey I follow you on tiktok can you write my ebook um so like that's been amazing and like tiktok the traffic i have on it to click on my online course link is crazy so as far as like a lead lead magnet lead capture thing um tiktok wins (laughs) by far for me is the
0: is the transition into the reels just as easy or do you prefer tiktok over reels
1: oh i prefer tiktok oh my god reels is like a knockoff tiktok but if you've mastered tiktok it's really easy to use reels because reels has like way less features and like cool things that you can do um so to me it's like the knockoff tiktok with your
0: with your content creating process do you find it to be like pretty hard in terms of generating that new content are you ever just like in your room like what am I gonna post like what what?" Like, like do you ever come into writer's block or do you record a bunch of videos at the same time like do you have help like what does that look like
1: yeah with TikTok I I do like bursts because you need to have right like you need to be in the right headspace and have some creative ideas for it but I honestly don't put that much effort into my TikToks like there's some people I follow I could tell they must spend their entire day like making their TikToks I don't have time for that so I'll just go on there and I'll be like all right in my head I'm like today you know people will ask the same questions over and over again like how do I get my first reviews on Fiverr and I keep making the videos and they keep saying make more, make more. So it's like, I don't even really need to reinvent anything. I just get on there and I'm like, all right guys, today I'm going to talk about how to get more reviews on Fiverr and I'll break it up into like five videos and I'm set for like four days. And it's the same topic over and over again. And these people still love it. Like they're, they don't have an issue with it. And you can also respond to comments as a video. So if someone will write like what do I need to get started freelancing? I'll respond to that in a video and go like, this is what you need to get started. It's like, I, I barely honestly put effort into it. Um, I'd love to have more time to put more effort into it though. That's that's a goal of mine to get more into like the video stuff and not slaving away writing all day at my laptop, but we'll, we'll get there.
0: <laughs> in terms of your slaving away, I mean, your writing proficiency and skills, like... What a superpower. It's, I know personally, it's something that I lack to the T. Like, I'm just, I I don't enjoy writing. And it sucks because I truly think everybody should journal. I mean, the fact is, is that we're growing up so quick, life goes so fast. And just to be able to collect your thoughts on a daily basis, like, what an amazing thing to be able to do. Like, that is so cool. I feel like the journal thing is super, you know, it's kind of like, played off as a bit lame to people that don't really understand the concept of journaling. But I think everyone should journal. I think everyone should have a podcast and I think everyone should learn to just write better. Uh, I personally love consuming content via audio, hence the podcast and audio books and things of that nature. But you can write an entire ebook in like a day. And sometimes these ebooks are on such different topics. Do you have a process and you don't have to go too deep into it, obviously that you think about when bringing on, say today I'm gonna to write an ebook about space. Today I'm gonna to write an ebook about lizards eating caterpillars. Like whatever it may be. <laughs> Do you have like a system, mental system? Cause like that creative juice when you're just churning up new ideas, like that's intense, you know?
1: Yeah. I, you know, I would say actually a lot of it isn't creative because right, I would burn out that way. So I'll tell the client, I'll say, you know, as part of this gig, I need you to provide title for the book, because people get so weird with that. I'm like, you come up with the title, I can fix the grammar in it. And then I would say, I need an outline from you. And it can just be the chapter topics. And they'll give me that. And that's all I'll need. And then it's actually more research based than anything. So if the first chapter is like, how do I save money? I'll literally Google, how do I save money? And then a blog will come up eight ways to save more money today. I'll open that blog and just kind of take from it as I go. I'm never ever plagiarizing of course, like I'm using that research and then I'll cite it too. Like I'll hyperlink if I take a stat from somewhere. Um, And that's kind of my process. It's more research than anything. I do love to learn. So I love doing it, but I can see where most people would like rather die than do that. Um, Like most people do not want to research all day on Google to write something. Like I've had people say to me, I don't know how you do that. And I just like to learn. I think that's why I like it. Um, but yeah, if I had to come up with all of that on my own, it would be too much. So I always say to them, you got to give me the chapter topics. Plus, it make, I, it helps to make sure they don't want to cancel it, right? Like, so they, they know what's going to be in it. It's so like, I just had a book on uh, Sphinx cats or whatever they're called. And I was like, you're gonna Oh have-
0: man, you must have loved it.
1: Yeah, but I was like, you're gonna have to break down these chapters I don't know what you want me to specific, you know, it's a big topic here. Like, are we talking about what they look like? Like, what do we you know, you need to meet me halfway here. So um, yeah, that's, that's what I'll do. It definitely minimizes the like creative drain.
0: Yeah, we share a mutual love of cats.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> As I look at a picture of a lion behind you.
0: <laughs> how How is your 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 kitty?
1: My fat Siamese cat. She's a... She's, she's good. She's thicker than ever. No, I I try and help her manage her weight. She's actually in the basement here right now because I'm upstate. Um, I felt she's had to move around a lot this year. I feel kind of bad. You
0: you bring her on a planes a lot?
1: I've actually never brought her on a plane. um, And I just got a Jeep. So I think wherever I go, I'll just be driving her with me because she's not a good traveler. She has really bad kitty anxiety. So I don't know if I put her on an airplane. She's also old, like she's 17, almost 18. So I try and like make it easy on her.
0: I've been deep, deep in the sauce about Bengal cats, because I'm going to be getting them in place in a few months, and I just feel like I want to pull the trigger on two Bengal cats and go all in on it. What are your thoughts there?
1: Uh, Absolutely. They're freaking gorgeous. I would literally fly to come visit you just to take pictures with your cats and maybe say hi to you.
0: (laughs) They're just gorgeous creatures. And then the whole concept of having an indoor cat versus an outdoor cat. I've always had outdoor cats, but now I'm learning more and more, like just how invasive cats are to an ecosystem. So it's actually, in a sense, better to keep a cat indoor. My natural instinct is that's weird because like we're from New York. My cats can come and go as they please outside, but you would need to have that kind of indoor lifestyle, which I'm, I'm trying to figure out.
1: I, yeah, I we used to let our cats go outside and then we had one summer when I was like 11 where two of our cats got hit by a car and that was like, we just couldn't bear it. We couldn't deal with that. So ever since then, we've had indoor cats because I selfishly don't want them to die. So that's it. Fair enough. Please don't die. Yeah, that's it.
0: When you're making these audiobooks, I mean, and when you're making eBooks on any topic, do you ever just like look at a topic and you're just like, oh, no, I'm just not going to do that.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, I um, I can't handle really intense science stuff where I need to go through 4,000 scientific studies with all these 14-letter words that I've never heard of because I'm not a doctor, like that stuff. I'm like, I can't do this because I don't have the education for this. Like, I don't know what these words even mean. So I can't do that. Um, I really hate writing about finance stuff. I just, I just, oh. finance and taxes. I'm like, can we not? please. Can you pick someone else? Like, I can't do this for you. Um, Those are really only the two, I'd say, like, scientific study stuff. Like, I'll do writing for psychologists. Like, if it's a more user-friendly, like, talk about the imposter syndrome or something like that. Got it. No problem. But if it's, like, you know, talk about these 14 new studies that claim that humans are actually descendants of fish, And here's why, you know, and then I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't do that for you. And the, I don't have a big like financial education background. So when people want me to write on like the breakdown of the stock market, I'm like, I just can't do that for you. Um, So I'm always honest with them. But besides that, I will write about it. Literally anything else.
0: Last time we spoke, you were thinking about like the complexities of bringing on assistance to help, right? Yeah. The richest people in the world, the most successful people in the world do the thing that's one of the hardest things it's outsourcing and doing it on a scalable basis giving it a like the hardest thing about i found about outsourcing is you find one person right that they're just like you think they're amazing right and you invest a lot of time, and it doesn't work out, and it just breaks your mental heart. You're like, oh, dumb! It's gonna be so much. You run into that situation with having like different people and vetting people and making sure they're on the same flow. I have a good friend, Sky Cohen's. She's an awesome YouTuber on health and wellness. She just hit the 100k mark. Her videos are literally amazing. She'll be like one of the biggest YouTubers one day. But she yeah. was saying how much she struggles to give up the keys to the engine when it comes to creative ability and stuff. Have you ever thought about like, like you've launched this new course teaching people how to do what you do. And for everyone listening, that's incredible. I mean, like you made it so easy to come on turnkey, learn everything that you know, you know, inside of an easy course. I think more people need to take courses in general. Uh, It's such a hack. First of all, you can go to like udemy.com and you can buy a course on anything, any skill, SEO, SEM how to train parrots, you know, rabbits, whatever it may be for like 10, $15, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I, I honestly made those courses because so many people asked me, asked me to, like, I didn't even wake up one day and go, I'm going to make an online course. It's so many hundreds of people were like, for the love of God, can you make one or two courses where you explain what you do? And I'm like, yeah, if you guys want me to. And then It was perfect because this guy called me from Utah in June and he was like, hey, I just found you on TikTok and I want to fly you out here and make your online courses for you. And I was like, done, because I've always wanted to go to Utah. So it just kind of like fell into place that way. But yeah, I ended up just doing it because everyone kept asking me to. (laughs) So I was like, all right, guys, I'll do it. Um, So I did it and I made two of them. One of them is just in general, like on freelancing in general, which I think like everyone probably wants to watch today. Everyone's moving towards freelancing, right? And then the other one's specifically for copywriters. Um, So yeah, but I, I don't know, it was good. It's called mentor camp. It's a good idea. I mean, the guy set it up where when you buy access it, I'm only one of like 13 experts that you, it's like a whole marketplace when you go into it basically. So I think it's like really awesome um, value for people. Cause there's, I don't know, all the other experts do crazy stuff. There's like acrobatics. And if you want to learn how to bend backwards.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whenever I see people that do all those flips, like you no. see, like you'll just be scrolling through the gram and you'll just see some some dude just like rock like Nothing. 50 flips in a row like on a beach and you're just like what? yeah like yeah, can yeah, you, you just learn that is that something if i'm like yo it's time to start flipping or is that something you got to start young what do you think
1: I, I i don't know i can tell you this does not flip i can't even touch my toes so i don't know how those people do that
0: it's insane yeah In terms of that actual outsourcing element, have you brought people onto the team or do you have any challenges around that?
1: No, I have. And I actually have been secretive about it because I didn't know at first if it was allowed with Fiverr. So I've actually had the most unbelievable guy writing with me for the last two years now. And I think I'm at a point where I, they said that it's okay. And I'm at a point where I've like done the thing. So I'm like, I'm just gonna start sharing what's actually happening here. Um, So you heard it here first, but no, I have, actually I have one guy who does, who helps me with like product description stuff. And then I have another guy who I just found last month to help me with these eBooks because, um, I can't write 14 eBooks in a week or I'm going to die. So, um, it's been, you know, it's always hard. Yeah. Like each step I go very slow with adding people. Like, and I have my app guy, I consider part of my little like Fasulo ecosystem. I have my one friend, my like publicist PR guy and, Florida, who I also consider. So it's slowly coming. It's like me plus four uh, guys, I guess, probably because I'm kind of guyish, even though I don't look it. Um, guy-ish. so I am. I definitely am. I'm like, I'm very like dude-ish, even though um, I'm good. tiny. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally understand that. It's a really, really scary feeling to hand over control of anything that you made. Um, so I'm very slow at it, but I do know it's necessary. So I was like, I add like one person per year. That's like the pace I go at.
0: It's interesting. Cause like the more I've gone into just needing work for my own business and stuff, you, you start meeting people and you see that all of these freelancers are so interconnected, right? Like they're their own, you know, consultant entrepreneur, what you name it, yeah. but they have a, this community of people that are all working together. Like the woman that designed my website, ianlenhart.com. You can check it out. It's gorgeous. It's just a gorgeously designed website.
1: I might have to check that out because I had my website done this year and I can't stand it. I think it looks terrible. So I'm looking for someone who could make a really nice website. So I might text you about that.
0: (laughs) So like the designer though, had a friend that actually builds the website, right? And then there's another person that does like SEO on the website. And then there's another person that does like creative on the web. So there's like different elements. You can obviously take one element as you please. And then everyone works together. But it's like, if you can build that ecosystem of people you can refer leads to, they refer leads back. Those are the most successful people. Would you agree?
1: A hundred percent. I've, over the last five years, I'm slowly starting to get like my network this year. is like finally gotten to a place where I'm like, all right, this is awesome. Like I have my one friend in Miami who does book marketing. So I refer him clients, obviously who want their books marketed. And then anytime they sign up for anything, I get a little bit commission for it. Like it's all good. I love it.
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah. And because good.
0: it's in Amazon limited their affiliate commissions recently too. And yeah. it's like, and more ways to get creative. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to we're seeing a whole shift in just the way people think about things and it's exciting if you think it's exciting, right?
1: <laughs> That's a great way to put it. I think it's exciting, but I also know a lot of people who are like, "Oh my god, make it stop. This is happening too fast. Help me."
0: I feel like I struggle with truly loving marketing. Like I don't love marketing. I like podcasting. I like good vibes. I like the brand deal. I like building the brand is so fun and awesome, but like to make copyright in an email, like, and just be like, Oh, look at that open, right? Like, like, yes. like, it doesn't get me stoked. It doesn't get me excited to like spend all day and night getting it right. And like growth hacking. I believe that the people that truly have a passion for growth hacking and like are reading all those books, 24, seven blogs, everywhere you look are going to be the most successful people because it's a hobby that generates so much value to the world. You know what I mean?
1: yeah no i i hear you my sister hates um hates marketing we always i always crack up because i'm always like why aren't you promoting your clothing and like all this other stuff and she's always like because i hate it (laughs) like i hate it alex i'm like i mean i don't know if i love it i guess i just like get it though i just i get it i get marketing so i just here i am
0: i was recently talking in with some sales sort of guru experts you name it whatever and there was just like an open conversation about strategies to build your network and, and build more sales. And, you know, one of the biggest things that the most successful people that are closing millions of dollars a year, whether that be in their own business, whether that be a quota at their job is they're looking at the news, right? Something so simple. They're looking at companies and what they're releasing. They're looking at their PR, they're seeing what's going on. And then they're leveraging those incidents to create custom outreach to those people surrounding the incident with a solution. Instead of like blank cold emails, it's more way more highly targeted. And the point I'm trying to get at here is that scrolling like is so interesting if you can master, because like I know sometimes I spend endless hours scrolling on Instagram because like I see a reel of a cat or like I see something that just captures me and I just go deep down, like, like, uh, like, Have you ever seen those pictures of bugs that are super, super close pictures, like a hundred X scaled magnifications of bugs? Maybe. (laughs) It literally looked like aliens. You realize like, holy shit, like we live on a planet of aliens they are just really, really tiny. Like it's, it's scary. Um, But you start scrolling through and start seeing all these different things before you know it, you just, you just get lost. But if you can change that scroll to get excited about looking at company events, Like if you read the news and actually like look at what's going on in the world, you're so much better equipped to be more productive throughout the day. So like I recently made Twitter, like I never had Twitter and I use Twitter sincerely, truly as a tool where I only follow businesses. I'm trying to talk to people I want to have on the podcast, anybody that like I'm using as little like references to be able to contact and grow my network. Like I, like looking at it as a, like I look at Twitter as LinkedIn. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, that's how I look at every social media site. Like I remove my emotion from it. Kind of, if that makes sense.
0: (laughs) No, tell me more about that.
1: I, so I, yeah, cause like I always see people in person and always be like, oh, like the influencer. Oh, well you love social media or like they'll all say that. And I'm like, you really actually don't know how I feel about any of it. Honestly, if I could, I would burn every cell phone on the planet. I actually like hate technology and I think it's like ruining everything, but because it's here, I'm playing the game. So that's how I, I look at it like a game. If I put X amount of effort into Instagram, X amount of effort into whatever, it will return back in the form of business, press, new entrepreneurial friends around the world that I've never met in person. So I look at it like a little game each day when I get on. I totally remove my emotional feeling about it. And I just look at it like a business. It's it's business to me. Um, But when I'm like out to dinner with friends, like I turn my phone over. I do not care about if you commented on my Instagram post or not. I put that post up strategically for business purposes. So I think some people like tie in their emotions with it too much. And I'm like, no, no, just use it as a business tool. That's all. It's a good one.
0: Yeah, because you would full-fledged just go in the woods and be out if you could.
1: Oh, my God. I, all the time, threaten to people. Like, it probably pisses them off. And I'm always like, all right, it's happening. Got my jeeps. Time to go to that cabin in the woods. Going to give no one the address. Going to write six books. Grow my hair out to my ankles. That's it.
0: That's (laughs) your happy place.
1: Yeah, like, deep down, I really want to do that. But, um. I'm refraining for now.
0: (laughs) What's like, would you ever go and like build a cabin? Like a custom cabin? Like a a custom little Gucci cabin with like one of those fireplaces that heats up a hot tub and like has its own like outdoor oven deal?
1: Oh, that sounds like paradise. My mom honestly could probably build it because she's like learned how to build these trailers because she's just like a boss. So I'd probably be like, mom, build me a cabin. She'd be like, okay. That's cool. Yeah.
0: (laughs) There's this like Instagram account I follow that's they build these beautiful cabins in like seattle or something and you can Ooh. rent them right and then there's like then there's um some super model woman with like 10 million followers that somehow fell in love with the, the the lone cabin builder and now she brings in the heat and like he has the cabins and it's a great beautiful relationship but it's interesting to like do stuff like that more i recently bought you know a toyota 4runner shout out big fan i've been wanting it for so long and i just like i was rocking the scooter you know i was just ripping a scooter 23 mph just you know doing yeah. what i got to do like i didn't like the car life honestly like it's too much but now i have this car to encourage activities that bring happiness kayaking getting up and just going and exploring nature like the other day i'm sitting in my car just like in the parking lot of of my, of the house I'm living in. And I'm just watching this gecko creep up on a fly and it's just slowly creeping. It's, it's trying to be as sneaky as possible. The fly sitting there and I'm rooting for this gecko. This is a little sidetracked, right? But next thing you know, the gecko is just about to uh, stick his long ass tongue and catch that fly and then the ups amazon prime dude just rolls in out of nowhere drops uh, off the package flies gone uh, it was honestly like the perfect definition of how like humans are destroying the planet in my opinion on such a micro scale
1: yeah that's fair
0: <laughs> yeah. i did
1: seeing i i did find it fascinating during the um, peak of covid this spring the images of the earth healing itself around the world and there were like dolphins in the venice canal and everything and it kind of made you know i think it made people wonder like oh is this so bad because the planet's healing now so like you know that's this year has been so like what's worse you know weighing everything
0: well you're thinking of moving as well right and you said yeah. that. what are your top three that you're thinking
1: so I want to check out more Southern cities cause I'm just sick of freezing to death. So I was going to, this winter, like do a little Airbnb residency. I'd like to get to know Charleston more, all of Florida, obviously Miami. I'm um, in mean, Savannah, Georgia too. I hear is awesome. Austin. I don't, I've never been to Texas. So I would love to just like do the whole Texas. Thing. I mean, I'd love to move somewhere. There's no state income tax if we're going to be honest. So yeah. Um, Florida, Texas, Are on the top of my list, but um, yeah, I've I've about had it with freezing to death, and unfortunately, I don't feel safe in New York City anymore, um, which sucks because it's been my home for the last five years. But I I mean, I don't really, I'm good with change, so it's like if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So it it did what it needed to do, you know.
0: Well, it's so cool, you can just literally just go get a a lease somewhere and you're in your moved, you know.
1: Exactly. That's why I got that Jeep. So I can just like live in my Jeep with my cat if
0: I have to. <laughs> Man, that sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty awesome. I, I mean, awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I love cool. this whole like moving deal. Like I lived in LA. I lived in San Diego. I lived in SF. I did California. I did the income taxes like you're talking about.
1: Yeah. It's like changing
0: it up has been so good for my psyche, right? Sure. Like sometimes you just need a blank page, right? Like you, you don't know the people, you don't know the places, It's like sometimes you just get bored of walking to the same coffee shop day in, day out, which is why I'm always so torn about buying property, right? I'm always so torn because it's like part of me like, yeah, I get it. Like you want to get out of the rent trap makes a lot of sense, right? But the other part of me is like, number one, I don't want to buy a full-time job or side. That's literally what buying a house is. Like I've seen my friends. It's so much work. But at the same time, I don't want to be stuck in a location for too long. But then there's rental income, but then there's so many different types of incomes. There's a lot to talk about there on that.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm the exact same way. Like this year, I was debating finally starting to buy real estate because everyone's like, why the F don't you own real estate yet, Alex? And I'm like, because I can't pick one place I want to be. Like, I-, I can pick a place and get it an Airbnb it while I'm not there. Eventually, I'll probably do that. But I just don't know where I want to be planted yet.
0: Right. And then the idea, right if you get a condo, you can buy the condo, fix it up, rent it out. And all of a sudden it's a yeah. cash flow thing deal. Sure. And, that's, and that makes sense, right? That makes that sense.
1: Makes sense. That, I, that's all stuff I wanted. So I'm like trying to work towards possibly getting even one more writer and get to a place where I'm not doing all of the heavy lifting of the writing every day. So I can start doing all these other cool things. That's my goal. I have to let go of the reins. Yeah.
0: Which. But you're all about grinding right now. You know, you're all about, you get that, you get it, right? Oh yeah. And the cool thing about you is because you work so much, you're not spending all your money either.
1: No, the Jeep was my first like splurge since starting this whole thing. I haven't splurged on anything. Like I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And it's going to be on this Jeep because this Jeep is going to give me the flexibility and freedom that I love. So I'm doing it.
0: There's like... When I was younger in, in the whole Vima world, people that know this podcast know I'm in uh, direct sales and I broke the exclusive story with BK Borreco and the story of Vima, uh, big fan of network marketing to this day. I think it's like one of the greatest entrepreneurial experiences for me. It was like literally the greatest fraternity of business people I've ever joined, honestly, um, because it kind of weeds out the entrepreneurial type of profiles. Like when I moved to Miami, there's already like a dozen people from that ecosystem that live here that builds a foundation of people I can talk to and hang out with. The point I was trying to get at is that when looking at that entire ecosystem of, of people and, and places that you can go, there's just so much networking that's capable of just being inside of those groups. If you can have really good groups that you're working in, you can make those connections, make those friendships. And like, yeah. if you have the connection, that's life. Like, I'm looking into venture capital and like learning more about that type of business. I think it's something I want to get into in the future. Like not being the one who does finances, but being the one that brings the deals in. But if like, you know, what's going on before the world goes on, I'm not talking insider trading. I'm talking just having a leg up because of friends and connections. Like your life is just in such an easier position to be lucky. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, and I've had people approach me too about since I'm on Fiverr that I know, all of these cutting edge businesses, apps, app ideas, startups before anyone else does, which is true. And I, but half of them will say to me, like, please don't share this with anyone yet. And I always like crack up because I, I know about it before, um, the world does. And I, I mean, people would be surprised. There's some pretty high profile, uh, people who come through Fiverr that I'm not, I'm not allowed to say who, but like there's days when I open up orders and I'm like, wow, this is, okay, this person is famous
0: one thing that's growing so quick is community and people that are being able to build community groups. And I'm talking two things. There's free communities, right? Which act as traffic drivers, just like TikTok and everything we've just spoke about. But then there's yeah. these paid communities where people are paying to be a part of a community, like a writing community or you know, a, a podcasting community or you know literally a builders community it's 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 basically i feel like it's just it's taking over as this new method of connecting it's also interesting for every health issue in the world there's a community like you name it you can join and go on facebook and search your issues and there's a group there of people that have that issue and i encourage everybody that has any problem in their life to join the community that addresses that problem we spend so much time trying to think of creative ways to solve our problems and really we're just a Google search away to quickly solve your problem. You've been able to bridge that gap to do something that takes people three or four months. You can do 14 in a month when writing these eBooks, which is crazy.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I agree a hundred percent with that.
0: Interesting times, interesting, exciting things. I moved to Miami first of all, because I love sunshine as well. The cold makes me sad and depressed. Right. And that's what I found just (laughs) like when I get salt in my car and it just starts effing everything up, right? No salt. I'm happy. Yeah. But the fishing aspect and just being able to be on the boats and the sunshine, I think you'd love it, but it doesn't have the mountains and you'd probably hate that.
1: I, how do you know that about me? How'd you know that?
0: I mean, what do you mean? Adirondacks all day. Like you love the woods. Yeah. Like let's be real. Florida is not the best place to find wit like woods. Like,
1: <laughs> I know that's like, right. Cause if Florida had mountains, I feel like I'd already be there. That's the, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to Arizona in four days. That's hands down my favorite state. So I don't know if it's smoky there right now or not, but. AZ. Yeah.
0: Exciting. Yeah. I mean, California is the, like the whole package, right? Which is why people get sold on the California dream because there is the mountains, the beach, the warm weather, the cold weather, like short drive away. But I don't know. I think California, and I think a lot of people I know are leaving California. And I think that there's going to be a big shift into cities like Austin. We already see it in Denver. I think Florida is going to become much bigger uh, predictions, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I know everyone I know is leaving New York state and California. I think people, I mean, I think a big reason of it is the taxes. When there's other states in our country where you don't have to pay any of that, it's kind of just like, Hey, this is my money. I could just (laughs) Keep and and donate and like help an animal out with or something.
0: And then when you like really start learning about compound residual income and like, or not even residual, just compound income in general, you see the stories. If you invest like $500 at 7% in a mutual fund that can earn anywhere between five to 10% in a year, (laughs) over 30 years, you have a million dollars or something along those lines. Once you like get excited about that, that stoke of building that nest egg gets more excited than the stoke of spending. That's a point I completely missed. And I just like went around the, the route earlier, but I was talking about with working, like if you work a lot, right, obviously you don't experience life, but if you're working, you're not spending. And if you can get excited about like just the idea of building your nest egg, storing and saving money, you have that, just the freedom of, of just not being paycheck to paycheck. That is probably one of the quickest, most rewarding things anybody can get to. And it's tough for freelancers when they start because like there's no path forward. That's why so many people fail, I'm assuming, right? They're not seeing the guide of how to address certain situations that they spend a whole day on, which they shouldn't. Do you see that with the freelancing community? Like they start freelancing, but then they just get swallowed up?
1: Oh yeah, I think so many people quit. And that's why I think when you're as stubborn as I am and you stick with it for a few years, there's big, there's a big return because not many people stick with it. So yeah, I mean, when I first started out, I wasn't earning a lot per order that I was doing, but instead of being like, oh, this isn't enough, what am I, like, whatever will I do? I was like, well, I just need more orders then. <laughs> so I, I signed up on Upwork. I signed up on other places and I offered to do social media management for people I knew in person. Like I was willing to do anything to make this lifestyle work for myself and then i really think if you're stubborn enough to do that for a few years it like it will pay off <laughs> because no one else no one else will stick with it
0: yeah and Don't you can learn those smart. skills like if you want to do social media management you can learn those skills just taking a few courses
1: it's, I mean, if you're a millennial, you basically are already born with the skills to like social media manage for someone. So
0: And then if you just hustle your ass off and you call business you hustle owners, your like, ass off. listen, Mr. Business Owner, I know you don't know what you're doing. I'm looking at it right now. Clearly you ain't doing it right. I can do it for a thousand dollars a month, thousand dollars a month sold. All of a sudden you just need 12,000 ARR, which you could then outsource to somebody to do it for you. And you pocket six or 700 a month.
1: Exactly. So... Yeah, I mean, it's all how people look at it. It's always, it's always your mindset.
0: And then the sales mentality, and and just like being down with the like being down to do it. That's the toughest thing. Like, it's not it's complicated, but it's just like doing it. Like I found with the podcast. Like, unfortunately, I had to like not do the podcast for a while, like almost a month and a half, which killed me inside because like when you're consistent at something and you're not consistent anymore, you're just you feel like you're letting down yourself, your dreams, yeah. and the world. Right? It's just yeah, like your I own mental that. battles, right? But you have to if you are consistent at something. Before you know it, people start to see you in a different light. They start to see you in a different brand. You don't have to be the best. It's like the the, the shoe tying method. Like if you can tie your shoes better than eighty percent of the population, like mm, you know you got you got potential there. You can do something, and right. people don't realize that they have potential. It's like interesting to empower all those people that have potential to just use it. That's a pretty exciting niche of time that we're in right now.
1: Oh yeah, that's, I mean, that's like how I spend honestly half my day at this point. So I get so many messages on Instagram, TikTok, uh, email, and I like can't go to bed unless I answer all of them and help people. I'm like, I didn't help that person and I have to answer them.
0: Are you the type of person that like, if you see a bunch of, unread emails you cringe or are you the type of person that has like 10,000 emails unread
1: oh no I read every no there's not my inbox says zero right now I also most- once we're done with this I'll go check the latest three that rolled in I'll either delete sort into a folder or respond
0: so satisfying
1: yeah yeah well, no well, I I don't know how people do that when i see like someone's phone even like 48 unread text messages i'm like someone texted you like
0: the beginnings of a serial killer
1: totally i'm like don't you want to know what they said at least like what if they told you your cousin just got like hit by a car or something hopefully that's not what it says but
0: i've also didn't never really realized the filtering aspects of gmail like you can do so much cool filtering that just like saves your life. Like if you get how many people here have unsubscribed from the same email, like 4,000 times. Right. Right. And it still comes your way. Well, you can filter out that exact email like that based on the subject lines and like where it's coming from. So it never even makes it to your eyes. So definitely check out the custom Google filtering. Um, You can also do things with forwarding where emails that come in automatically forward to a different email. If you're all about that organization life. Um, Anyways, this has been fun. Every time I talk to you, it's fun. You're always making moves. Like when I, when I hear you, I just, I, you, you churn ideas in my own brain about how I can get going and be better. I mean, you're like a star example of somebody that is self-motivated, you and your cat taking on the world. Yeah, And I, you know, you've probably spent a lot of time with yourself. And I think that that's really interesting because something I admire about you is I feel like You love being alone. And in my opinion, like you have to love being alone to ever really be happy, you know?
1: Yeah. I it's funny you say that. I feel like I fall somewhere in the middle of it because I spend a lot of my life alone now. But I do also hit that point where I'm like, oh my God, I need to see people later. I'm gonna like die right now. I I I feel like I'm like an ambivert, which can be a pain sometimes because I I need to add something into it. Yeah, because my lifestyle and my business is very solitary, like, you know. I I like both.
0: Right. And that's, and that's great. But you're, you can play that other way. Right. Like if you can be happy by yourself, you can, you can be happy. Right. If you need someone else or something to make that happiness happen, then it's tough, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think of most people I know, I'm probably one of the most like content person because, um, yeah, just being is enough for me. And I think that's, I think that has to do a lot with, being successful in business, being a happy person, and all that good stuff.
0: Well, Fazwaldo, if you had to say anything to the peeps that are interested in getting into freelancing, they're interested in going out there, starting to earn some money on the side, or just you know learn more about this ecosystem to do what you do. How can people contact you? What should people do?
1: All right, I would say the most helpful resource, as long as it doesn't get deleted, is my TikTok. is filled with like. Invaluable information and videos. You can just binge for an hour and you'll be ready to go. So my username on that is Alex Fasulo Biz with a Z. Um, My next most helpful resource is probably my Instagram. I have like Instagram reels, IGTV videos up. That's my full name, Alexandra Fasulo. I do have a YouTube. I'm really bad about updating it. Uh, I think it's just Alexandra Fasulo again. And I have a website that I like, hate how it looks. I'm going to try and fix it, but it's like functioning. So if you want, that's alexfasulo.com. I have some issues here with the Alex versus Alexandra, if you haven't noticed. So working on that gotta to, gotta to figure that one out
0: there it is I, <laughs> I love it I, I'm grateful next time you come to Florida I feel like people are finally starting to travel again yeah you know we got it we got we got things to do now
1: that I know you're there I didn't know you moved that surprised me
0: yeah it's gonna be a good time and I'm like gonna pull the trigger on these cats it's like the same thing with the car I was like yeah should I, do it? And I don't know like ultimately it's like yeah yeah I need these yeah stuff. I need no, to learn the lesson to- myself you know
1: You absolutely need to get to those two cats. I approve.
0: Crazy Cat Jones. Here I come.
1: Crazy Cat Jones.
0: There you go. All right, Alex. I appreciate you Till next time.
1: All right. Bye, Crazy Cat Jones.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time. Peace.